Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929 X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. I am Shauna. Beckler is away today. He decided to take the day. Uh, him and I both have some vacation days left over that we're uh, not needing to burn, but we're like, oh, what are we going to do? So I'm going to take a couple extra days during Christmas, and he decided to take a couple days here and there, uh, including today. He has some stuff. He says some some spring or fall cleanup to do around the yard, which it's time to do that because next week it's not looking good, both here and kind of beyond. Uh, the prairies as a whole looks like we're getting some zero degrees, some negative degrees, maybe some snow next week which is unseasonably cool for this time of year, so nobody is overly excited. Um, They say that it could go down to minus 10 Tuesday night? No? Mm -hmm. As a snowboarder, though, I have to be honest with you, and I know you don't want to hear this, part of me is a little bit excited, okay? This time of year, uh, the, the, the feeling in the air is that snow is coming and then I can get onto a mountain and snowboard again. So I'm sorry, I know a little bit of excitement though coming on. Today though, supposed to be a beautiful day before we get to that. Anyway, we've got a lot of classics coming up, uh, an etymology and one for a term that we are referred to as Canadians. This one I found super interesting. Involves hockey and everything that Canadians love. Uh, We've got another Terry of the Month nominee. This one is just phenomenal thanks to Kevin. Got some amazingly mundane small town headlines for you. And we're going to talk about something that people are obsessed with and I, I don't understand why. Maybe you can help me with this. All that and more coming up after your out-of-context clip of the show. So I jumped in my car and I flashed him, but mate, all I had was me jocks on. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So Beckler and I often talk about small-town news on this radio program. We absolutely love it because when it comes to the hard-hitting news of a bigger city like Calgary, it's always fairly depressing. There's a lot of violence and things that you don't really want to hear about. When it comes to small-town news headlines, though, they tend to be a lot more wholesome There's a lot less going on in small towns. Uh, So the headlines are always things that you're like, really? This is an actual headline from a small town? And a friend of the show, Dimitri, actually submitted a couple today. They're just unbelievable. But these are actual headlines in newspapers of small towns. So let's just dive right into it here. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. Our top story this evening. Cremona's very own Ken Weir got a very rare 29-point hand while playing cribbage this weekend. Ken was playing with Edith at the Golden Silver Club on September 28th. He plans to frame the deck of cards. This is a reminder for the month of October that if your last name begins with S, your vehicle registration is up for renewal. Very important. And here are the Dart Club statistics for this week. Team Is It In is now beating Team 
banging the neighbors by two points in their 55 games. I kid you not. This is an actual small town headline. All of these are... Deary me. Also, those names. Inappropriate. Uh, excuse me. Jerry is asking anyone with information on how to join Team Bangin' to Neighbors to contact him. Just don't tell his old lady. Your small town news for this evening. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I've got another TV trope for you, if I could. Uh, this is something that absolutely drives me bonkers. So, when two characters are talking... And it's a fairly intimate moment, and they're having a real heart-to-heart conversation. One character all of a sudden will abruptly get up and go, oh, there's something I have to do. And they'll always say it very dramatically like that as well. Oh, there's something I have to do. And then they leave. They don't say what it is they have to do. They just walk out the door at that point. That would never happen in real life. Have you ever been having a fairly intimate conversation with your significant other, maybe your best friend or whatever, and just mid-conversation going, oh, there's something I have to do. That would not happen. The person would be like, what? What What do you have to do that is so important? They'd immediately get super mad at you. They wouldn't just let you walk out the door. They'd be like, "What? Are, where are you going? We're not done here. What do you mean there's something I have to do? What is it? There's no way that they just let you walk out the door and be like, okay, very good then. Yeah, nope. What an absolute a-hole thing to do. You know, just to leave everybody hanging like that. <gasps> there's something I have to do. Oh, see you later. Nope, that would not happen in real life. That would not fly. People would be chasing after you and being like, no, it would keep people up at night. Everybody like, what was it that he had to do? What is it? I will not rest until I know. I'm going to start doing that to my friends. Just getting up in the middle of a conversation. We're all having a nice dinner. (gasps) There's something I have to do. And then walk out the door and then come right back in and be like, gotcha. God, there's nothing I have to do. Just kidding. Just. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So Beckler and I like to bring up very literal business names that we see across the city. Uh, and this all began when I saw a business that was called We Build Decks. That was the name of the business, just We Build Decks. No BS about it. You know what they do. That's it. And uh, since then, we found a few others. There was classic fireplace installation. Uh, I passed a business recently that was just called I Love Kickboxing. Very straightforward. Again, no BS business names. Well, uh, we got a submission from a friend of the show recently as well and said, have you ever done two dudes in a truck? That business. And hilariously, we have not. Uh, And there's a few variations of this. There's two men in a truck. There's two dudes in a truck. There's two small men, big hearts. Uh, A lot of moving companies tend to go with this theme. Uh, But it's true. They are very literal, especially two dudes in a truck. You know what they do? You know what they've got, okay? So I can imagine somebody who names their business something that straightforward. Two dudes in a truck probably has a no BS attitude when it comes to their business as well. This is what I'd envision the ad for that business might sound like. You need a truck? We got a truck. You need two dudes? We're two dudes. We're two dudes in a truck. Can I have three dudes? Two dudes. What about a woman? Are you daft? We're dudes. Two dudes in a truck. We have a truck and we're two dudes. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Okay, so this is freaking amazing. I couldn't remember the name of the person who submitted that to me. The idea of doing the two dudes in a truck literal business name. It was Jamie. So after this happened, Jamie actually happened to hear the segment. He was super excited and was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, that was me. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Jamie. I couldn't find the text message to give you the credit. So I promise I will on the podcast. So shout out to Jamie for giving that idea to us. On top of that, though, this is nuts. 
Then we had a metric call out later on in the show where if you hear two metric songs, you have to call us at 2389929 and you will get this VIP meet and greet metric access, uh, which is pretty cool. And guess who won? It was Jamie. I answered and I was like, hello, who's this? It was caller nine. And it was like, oh my God, are you kidding? He's like, it's Jamie. I'm the one who we've been talking all morning. So Jamie wound up winning the metric tickets. Talk about serendipity. That is just so phenomenal. So Jamie, I'm so stoked for you. Uh, Metric, he said, is his all-time favorite band. He actually brought his daughter to her very first metric show earlier on this year, he was saying. And so he was unbelievably excited to win this contest. And he also qualifies for a night stay as well. So Jamie, I really hope you win it. After all that, what a coincidence. That's so eerie to me. I actually had goosebumps when I was talking to him. I'm like, are you kidding? This is the same Jamie? Really? Phenomenal stuff. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So, friend of the show, Kevin, asked me to look into the term hoser and how that became a nickname for Canadians. And when he said that, I was like, that's a damn good question. So, the first time this term was recorded was in 1981. So, it's a pretty new term. Uh, and it was an article in the Toronto Star in reference to Bob and Doug McKenzie, which, classic, they were called hosers. Um, but where it originated from there is kind of a mystery. So, there are a bunch of theories. One theory is that before Zambonis were a thing... The losing team in a hockey game would have to hose down the rink after a game. So the term hoser then meant you were a loser, the loser of the game, and then it kind of extended on from there. Another suggestion is that it involved farmers in the prairies who would siphon gas from farming vehicles with a hose during the Great Depression. So some think that perhaps it came from there. It started as the Canadian prairies farmers. People referenced them that way, and then it kind of just became a generic term for Canadians. And then some think maybe the term hoser comes from loggers slang because loggers used to call somebody who was a bad worker or just a giant slacker a hoosier. So some wonder if hoosier turned into hoser and then just became a generic term for Canadian from the logging industry. It's so funny. I love all of these theories. I'm like, I truly hope one of those is true. Uh, I think the first one regarding having to reflood the rink if you lose, that's great. Actually, maybe we should bring that back as punishment as a whole just for everything. You know, you get in trouble at home or at school, go flood the rink. Would be a great way to keep all the community rinks in good shape if you ask me. Etymology with Shauna. And Shauna podcast. So a survey recently came out and they were surveying people on the most and least attractive accents, according to them. Uh, And it's pretty funny because the first three accents are all actually from the U.S., different parts of the U.S. And then in a number four is Canadian. So people don't think our accent is very attractive. I tend to agree. I love it. I love it myself, but I understand why other people might be like, but it's funny. The first accent, least attractive, according to people, is the New York accent. So I've got a little example here. There's no losers here. Nothing but winners, cuz. New York forever. So that kind of the New York accent, right? In at number two, though, is the Boston accent. And I didn't know there was quite that big a difference. But when you listen, there's a little bit. They're starting with the nice weather. Uh, I checked with the Pox Department. It's the R's, right? It's the Pox Department. It's the coffee in the Pox Department. That's what the, the Boston accent is. I kind of like it, though. I've got to be honest. And then in number three is the uh, Midwestern American accent. Now, there's a few different versions, first of all. I think that's fairly generic, but the one that I can think of the most would be, well, the Minnesotan accent, which 
I only think we know about because of Bobby's World. Do you remember Bobby's mom from Bobby's World? Just listen to her. You're supposed to be cleaning your room, not playing, Mr. Manzi. Well, all you did was push it to one side of the room, don't you know? You're supposed to be cleaning your... Nope, that sounded strangely Swedish. But honestly, she was a smoke show. I, I disagree. I think that... I think Bobby's mom actually made that accent a little sexier. Anyway, to each their own. And then Canadian, we all know what we sound like. We're in number four there. Uh, When it gets to the sexiest accent, though, Australian one. Now, I have to be honest. If I hear a guy with an Aussie accent, yes, a, a little bit of a weakness. But then there's also different dialects or different versions of that accent as well. And some of them I don't put in the same category of sexiness as the other. Like, listen to this gentleman here. The bloke walking back to the car. And so I've walked outside and I said, oh, what are you doing, mate? That accent just is a little bit dirtier of an Australian accent. You know what I mean? And he's a bit of a Terry, which also, well, I mean, that ups in my books, really. But let's just keep listening to him. It's beautiful. And he goes, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. So I jumped in my car and I flashed him. But Mate, all I had was me jocks on. I was chasing him up the street, and I'm just like, mate. I don't know if you caught that, by the way, but all he had was his underpants on. All I had is me jocks on. He was chasing a dude down the street, and God bless you, Terry. That's almost another Terry of the Month right there. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I've got another can't look cool doing, if I could. Having a wee booger dangling from your nostril. Damn, that sucks. And you just, you can't look cool. Having a little bobby dangler there? Nope. You can't. A guy walked past me yesterday with a wee one, and I was just like, oh, no. And it's awful because you don't know it's there either, so you're walking around all high and mighty, all happy about yourself, and then you finally get to a mirror, and you're like, how, how long? How long has that been in my nostril? Also, here's a question for you. Do you tell a stranger about the boog? It's a real awkward one, isn't it? Like, what do you say exactly? This gentleman who's walking by me, do I turn around and I go, excuse me, sir, sir, come back here. Let me point something out to you. You have a, a wee nose fruit just ripe for the pickings in there, okay? You got a nose, loogie, sir? Start digging. You're going to find some gold, all right? Like a friend absolutely will tell, but a stranger is just a bit tough. It's one of those ones that, oh, I don't know how to even approach it, you know? And no matter who you are, if you've got a little nausey sprinkler just dangling there, you can't make that cool. Even the coolest man alive, like think of Lenny Kravitz, okay? He cannot make the nose dangle look cool. He just can't. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So we were talking about my squeaking brakes the other day. And friend of the show, Helen, then messaged and told us about the squealer. I didn't realize this, but there's a little metal tab on the side of the brake pads, so it starts to squeal on the rotor when the brake pads wear down. I actually just thought that was just the physical reaction of what was going down, right? I thought it was just the metal on metal because your brake pads worn down, but no, apparently there's a little tab that does this. And I was like, okay, I get it. That's a cool safety feature. Um, I understand that brakes are important. However, that sound is quite irritating. You think maybe we could have gone with something a little more subtle, perhaps. But then it got me thinking about this. And I was like, can you imagine other things had a squealer feature to remind you to do something? We were talking recently about how so many appliances now have these annoying beeps and things to remind you that your laundry is done or that you left something in the microwave. Well, I wonder if the next step is going to be everything's just going to have this squealer for you. Say for when you get to pay your credit card minimum, let's say. You try and use the machine, you're, you know, there at a, at a store somewhere, and it just starts squealing at you. You're like, beep, ee, and everybody around you is like, jeez, what is that? Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I forgot. 
I forgot to, to pay the minimum, it's fine. Or you forget to renew your plate, so your plate just starts squealing when you unlock your vehicle. You're like, oh, dear Lord. I could see the government taking full advantage of this, right? And of course, it would be a mandatory feature. It's not one you could turn off. So, yeah, you forget to pay your property taxes every time you open the door. Sorry, this is mandatory now. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So, friend of the show, Kevin, sent me a phenomenal Terry of the Month nominee. He says uh, in this email, he says, I don't have more information other than the title. But the fact that this person got their thumb bitten off by a dog and then used the money to buy a boat... Does it get much more Terry? So I clicked on this link and it's just a picture from Reddit and it's of this boat. And the caption is just a friend's neighbor got a settlement after getting their thumb bitten off by a dog. And this boat showed up shortly thereafter. And then Kevin goes on to say, maybe Terry had to get a pontoon boat because he couldn't hold the ski rope anymore. Because we've discussed before that Terry's a big water skier, of course, right? Or uh, Kevin says now he just wants to drink beer and fish in comfort. And then he says, the name of the boat is pretty good, too. It's Ms. Apostrophe N. Digit. So, missing Digit. Great investment, Terry, with that settlement money. Oh, my God. That is absolutely hilarious. The idea of that, like, of all the things you could do with your settlement money, you're going straight for the pontoon boat. That is so Terry. Holy crap. It's funny because this just reminds me of how Terry I truly am as well, because I told my parents when I was younger, I said, if I ever make money... I said, the first thing I'm going to buy is a boat. I, I told them this. Now, to be fair, at the time I lived in Ontario and they had a cabin, so a lot more practical because I could actually have the boat up at their cabin. But uh, when I moved to Alberta, I remember my mom, she remembered this. And she, when I first started just making a little bit of money in this job, she was like, so are you going to buy the boat now? And I was like, no, mom, I'm not going to go full Terry. Although the fact that I even had that consideration, I am a little bit Terry. We've talked about this before, though. I know this about myself. It's fine. Now I want a boat again, Terry. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Do you know anybody who has a very specific theme for their office or their cubicle or something like that? I got thinking about this recently. My dad used to have this secretary and she was lovely. Her name is Judith. Great secretary name, by the way. But Judith was absolutely obsessed with pigs. And it was a bit of a strange one. Like uh, she used to work in my dad's home office and her entire side of the office was essentially pink and everything she had was pig down to her keyboard. She had a pink pig themed keyboard. I don't even know where you get something like that, but it was just a bit bizarre because I guess all over her lawn, it was all pig ornaments as well. And she was just purely obsessed with the animal of a pig. Like I get being obsessed with dogs like that's one thing, but pigs I always wondered, and there are people like this where, you know, I know another person who has a lot of roosters around. I know somebody who has like a, a cow theme. And I'm like, how do you arrive at this? Like, did Judith just wake up one morning and go, I love pigs, you know? She just looked at a pig one day and was like, oh, look at that majestic animal. I love them. Or is it just that like one day somebody gifted her something pig related and Judith just does nothing unless it's 110% like, you think I like pigs? I'll show you how much I like these things. Bam, pig everything. Is that what happened? Or like, I just can't fathom looking at a pig and being like, look at that beautiful animal. So emotional. I just love them so much. I need pig everything. Absolutely everything. I just don't know how you arrive at that. 
You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.